Welcome to the Living Your Best Life podcast, where we delve into the meaning of living your best life and provide practical insights on how to achieve that. Join me, Sam Wild, life coach, mentor, and guide, committed to helping you reach your full potential and living your best life. As you prepare to listen, take a moment to center yourself, take a deep breath, relax your shoulders, and clear your mind. Let's begin. So what we're talking about is how to make 2023 the best year of your life. All right, pretty bold statement, but how to make 2023 the best year of your life. And I've broken this down into kind of three steps for you. And we're going to go through each step. And there's, in each step, there's something for you to take away, to practice. So I really want you to listen to reflect on your own life because I'm going to share a couple of stories with you for context and use those stories to slow down and look at your own life right to reflect on what's going on for you so how to live the best year of your life right in 2023 and we're going to be talking in terms of you getting what you want okay the theme is you getting what you want your goals your desires your dreams your aspirations as I like to share with people that for me, what we want is a huge part of who we are. It's what makes us unique. It's what has us show up to life. It's what, it's what it, for me, part of it is our birthright. It's why we're here, right? It's why it's so important to have what you want. Um, when we're talking about what you really want, not just what you think you want. Important distinction. So step one, what has held you back up until now? So for most people, when I speak to them, especially in those initial stages of coaching or just people who I bump into and I'm having conversation with, um, one of the things often that occurs is that they have, they've had the same goal for some time and it hasn't quite come alive yet, it hasn't come to fruition, they haven't quite created it yet, which is okay, right? It's all part and parcel of the journey, no judgment on that. But we wanna have an understanding of, and, and in step one, we're gonna talk about what's held you back up until now, all right? So I'm going to give you some live example, a live example, and this this example is something that actually a client brought to the conversation that we were having, and one of the things she wanted was to, well, as part of what she wanted was to be more active, it was to get more exercise. It was she realised that for health reasons, for her goals, that there was just not enough exercise in her life, and really and practically, the only way that she could get exercise in and get training in was in the morning. This person's a busy a busy um, entrepreneur, business owner. And really for her, the time that she knew that she wanted to exercise, that she got the most out of it was in the morning. It sets herself up for the day and it has her wanting to do it, which is always the best way to do something when we want to do it because we're more likely, we're more likely to do it, right? But what she said to me was, oh, Sam, my husband doesn't like it when I work out in the morning and other people need me, right? The kids need me, things need doing, things need prepping. Ironically, was, her husband went out and did some exercise, but she didn't because my husband doesn't like it. And so what would occur when I said to her, what is it? Why hasn't this occurred for you up until now? She shared that with me. And I was like, great, right? It's, it's good to acknowledge that. It's good to acknowledge what you think is, is in the way. But we really want to, and this is what I want to point you guys to and encourage you to do. When you look at what's held you back up until now, we want to dig a little deeper. Right, we need to dig a little deeper because the real reason wasn't that her husband didn't want her to train in the mornings because it was really easy on this side of the fence. Like, oh, how selfish is that? Right? How selfish is that? 
But actually, my question to her was along the lines of how have you created, how have you created this situation where it's okay for everyone else to get what they need, but not you? So we dug a little deeper. And when we dug a little deeper, what I started to see was, and we started to ask questions like, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? When you say to your husband, no, this is time that I'm, we, so we role played, it's like, this is time that I'm going to be exercising too. What were your fears? And her fears were, were things like rejection, it was worry about hearing the word no. So when we dug a little deeper, what really is holding her back is fear of what other people are thinking. It was fear of not pleasing because she's done all these things for her family in the mornings for a long, long time. And, and what she was worried about was if I don't do those things, then they're going to think ill of me. They're going to think bad of me. And I don't want that. So you had this fear of rejection, fear of uh, not being a good mum, right? So th that was the real work. That was our, our real work. And so when we looked at that, we had much better awareness and a much better understanding of what was really holding her back, of what, what was really holding her back. So we entered the conversation of what needs to be different, what really needs to be different. And we'll come back, we're going to kind of circle back to this, but what really needed to be different for her is that she needed to learn and create for herself a way of speaking up, of saying what she wants, of sharing what she wants. And when we were role-playing and we were talking about it, what started to become obvious is her family don't understand the importance of this for her. They don't understand the importance of this for her. And when they understand the importance of this for her, there's a more of a chance that they're going to be going they're going to support her. They're going to understand. But what was happening was she was kind of dipping a toe in the water and then pulling out from that because it was like, no, 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 I can't do this. It's too scary. So what we did on our work was on. Okay, let's get you having agreements with your family. Like this is what we came, the conclusion we both came to. What agreements do you need to have with your family? What do you require from them so that you can have what you want and they can have what they want? Because the biggest, probably the biggest challenge I see with people when they're other people are involved is that they're afraid of not getting what they want. It's like, so a husband is like, well, I, I need my exercise in the morning. I've been doing it for a long time and I'm afraid of giving it up. So then it's, it's looking at, okay, so what, how can we do this in a way that we both have what we want? Right. So we talked about that as well. From that conversation, we had clear action steps, clear action steps as to what to do next. And my client was far more free to go into conversation, to share what she wanted, to acknowledge that there's fear there, but to really and truly do the work that was actually there do the work that was actually there, what was holding her back. And what was really holding her back was fear of what other people were thinking, not being a good mum, not providing for her kids, because that was the identity that she created, even though they're growing up now. It's like, I have to do this for my children. It's like, well, at some point, she started to notice, oh, they could do this for themselves. They don't actually need me to do this anymore. So there was some letting go there for her as well, right? It's like there was some fear of her kids growing up and they're missing out and it, there's some grief involved with that. And I understand as a parent, it's like as I'm watching my son grow up, I can really resonate with that. I was really resonating with that, that as he grows up at each stage, there's this kind of sense of grief because it's letting go of the, the next bit. And just to share a personal story, um, 
currently me and my wife we're expecting um we're expecting a, a baby in june um, and we've been on a hell of a journey it's such a fantastic journey it's been going on for about eight years going through ivf and it's just been beautiful and challenging and and, and dark at times but also just incredible just incredible and currently we live in a, in a three bedroom it's a nice size house it's a beautiful house we've renovated it we it's done perfectly just how we want it right we've literally just finished it um, done the kitchen in. it's beautiful and now we have a baby on the way now we do the maths we have a three-bedroom house i have my office in one of the bedrooms <laughs> this is one of the bedrooms i have my son's bedroom and then i have our bedroom and we have a baby on the way that's at some point going to need its own bedroom now the most common sense thing to do in some ways would be sam you got to move out your office and we're going to move your office elsewhere, right? You know, you got to move your office elsewhere. Now, I know in order for me to be an effective coach, business owner, and that passes on or moves on to an effective father and an effective husband because I'm providing and I'm fulfilling the things that I require to fulfill in order to be all of those things, I require my own space. I require my own space. Right. So obviously we're moving house, but we're going to be moving house. But right now, as it stands, we're not going to do that before baby comes. So we're going to just slow it down. I'm going to keep my office. Now, this is where it become it can become quite tricky for us because there was part of me that was like, oh, how selfish giving up, not giving up the office because the baby should be in here eventually. I'm going to spend a few months in our room, but it's like the baby can be in here. So I'll go and find my own space. Now, we really want to see and acknowledge the cost of that because if I'm just shoved in a corner somewhere and I haven't got the quiet that I need and the space that I need in order to be who I need to be in order to provide exactly what I need to provide and want to provide for my family and keep providing what I provide the life that I provide and we provide together for each other I require my own space it's non-negotiable that's not something I can negotiate on because it's just true so the conversations we were having is what do we need to agree on? Because obviously I'm also aware that my wife will be kind of nesting at some point, right? That's really important to her. So what we shared was, okay, right, here's what I need. Here's what you need. How do we both have what we need? So we've come to this really cool, like a, so we're going to rearrange it. I've got a nice size bedroom, fortunately. We're going to rearrange a bedroom. We're going to create this little like baby corner. So it's going to have a little blind and we're going to do it do some stuff on the wall and we're going to get the cot there and it's going to be beautiful really really lovely and we get to share a room with our baby for a little bit longer that sounds lovely but it's going to be challenging because i'm sure it's going to be crying a lot but um you know it's it's really just slowing down and and acknowledging okay yeah this feels uncomfortable because for me there was guilt and there was shame about well i'm being selfish and this sort of stuff but when we really slow it down but the truth of the matter remains that I require this in order to be an effective father to now two husband and business owner and, and to really um, serve my clients, right? So it's like that was an absolute must. And it wasn't comfortable conversation. It's not. I'm not saying this is easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. So be prepared that this might get a little bit uncomfortable. Um, for those of you that are listening now live, thank you so much for the acknowledgement and the congratulations. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, for those of you that are watching on recorded, we're watching this live. <laughs> I'm recording this live, right? So the next step, right? There's three steps to this. The next step is, do you have an idea of what you want? And this, this can be, a, this sounds like a really simple question. 
but do you have an idea of what you want? And when I say to somebody, okay, what are your goals? What it is you want? Normally they can just like reel it off, right? They can just reel it off. Here's what I want. And actually I've got a, I've got an initial conversation with two new, two new potential clients this week. One of the first questions I'll ask them is what is it that you want? What do you want to create? What do you want to be different? So we know what we're working on. We create a project. Most people can just kind of reel it off. It's like, yeah, I want this. I want this. I want this. And that, that's normally where it ends. But that's really the tip of the iceberg. That's the tip of the iceberg. And I really learned this for myself, right? So one of the things that I wanted was my business. And I want my office in the garden. And, in the, and I'm really clear, right? This is really specific for me, which is part of the reason we're moving house to get a bigger garden. I want my garden in the office. In part of it, I'm going to have a little outdoor space with a seating area, a relaxing area, possibly something I can sit in like a jacuzzi. In the office section, I've got a little kitchen and I've got a lounge area and then I've got my office and a shower room. That It's like it's really clear to me that that's what I'm creating. I know exactly what the house is going to look Well, I have an idea what the house is going to look like. We know what kind of areas we want to be looking in how much money I'm going to be making. We know what kind of like the schools and what we're going to do at weekends. And we've got really super clear, at least I've got really super clear on the vision that I'm creating for my life. Now, here's the difference, right? So normally I'd be like, yeah, I want this, 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 and this. And then I'd go off and do the actions. <clears throat> and that's okay, but things can get quite challenging because it gets tough. It's challenging, right? When we create what we want, there are challenges. It's challenging, it's hard sometimes. So what I've done and what I do often is, I don't know if I can actually share it with you here. For those of you that are listening to this on my podcast, I apologize. But what I'm doing is I'm sharing my vision, right? So you guys can see, I'm going to show all of it, but this is my vision. I've got the idea of the houses that we're looking for. I love going out for pub lunches during the weeks. One of my favorite things. I've got exactly how much I'm going to be earning, which is similar to what I'm earning now, just a little more. I'm going to be walking, do lots of stuff with friends. And I've got images. So for me, images are really important. And they've got loads of cool things that really signify taking my wife out for really beautiful lunches and dinners where we can just really indulge in time together. Who am I doing it for and why? And, and the reasons that I'm doing it for that I hadn't even thought about, like leadership for my son, that he so he can see that, you know, there are options in life, that you can create whatever you want, that, you know, all kinds of things, right? So time to play on my xbox like it's really important to me to go and do some gaming i've got a huge imagination and it needs it needs like uh, some acknowledgement i like to sleep during the day and i've got my office there so i've got all of the stuff on here and i revisit this often and the reason i'm sharing that with you is because i have a real emotional bond to my vision i have a real emotional bond to my vision so this vision isn't something i'm going for it's something that i'm living in now it's present in everything that i do whenever i'm scared about creating a new client or putting up my feed. My vision is the foundation of everything that I'm doing. It's part of who I'm being, right? It's not just something that I'm doing. Let me get back to my notes. Not just something I'm doing. It's like I'm really clear on what it is that I'm creating. It's not even just an idea. It is part of me. It is part of me. And I want to, I want to invite you guys to do the same sort of thing. So really simply create some kind of vision. You can write it, you can do images, you can draw, like whatever is whatever connects with you the most the most important thing is it means something there's an emotional connection to it and revisit it often revisit it often have it be the thing that drives your day most of the time right here's what happens often we get up in the morning programming begins and we bring whatever happened the day before into this day and that's what has our day that's what starts our day 
What I encourage you to do is at the beginning of each day, revisit your vision, remind yourself of the emotional connection and why you're creating what you're creating and why it's so important. And you're far more likely to create it because it's, you're connected to it in your mind. Otherwise, it happens it goes to the back of your mind and it becoming some, becomes something to your mind and to your intention that you all might do one day potentially. Whereas it's like it's at the forefront of your mind, it's something I'm living, it's something I'm doing, and it is the forefront of everything that I say I'll do or not do. So get a vision, right? Get a vision. Do you know what you're doing? Um, take, have an idea of what you want. Now, step three. It's kind of circling right back. I did this deliberately. This is circling right back to what we were talking about on step one. Do the work that allows for the work. Do the work that allows for the work. And I'll, I'll give you some examples. So going back to the person who said to me, my husband doesn't like me exercising in the morning, right? We all have, when we, when we have our vision, we have our goal, it then makes sense, it's natural to create some actions based on that goal, right? So it's like, quite simply for this person, it was like, my actions are to get exercising in the morning. And there were other things that came with that. So getting up early, make sure I'm hydrated, prepared the night before, so on and so forth. All things that she was dealing with, not stuff that I really get involved with, but you know, that was there. But there is a step before those things that needs to recur so that those things can occur. Because we do this often. I see it all the time in my clients. I see it in myself. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow and I won't, and this historically, this is what happened. I'm going to go to the gym in the morning. I won't prepare the night before. I won't set my alarm. I won't get up early. I won't tell my wife. So then, so she's got a massive surprise in the morning when she's like, oh my God, Sam, you're going to the gym. Well, I, I need to do this. And I'm going out afterwards. And I'm going to the supermarket and I've got to take Albert to school. And it's like, oh, okay. So what I didn't do was the work that allows for the work. So creating agreements, being clear, communicating, preparing, making sure that it is an actual thing that I'm going to do. I'm being who I need to be in order for the work to occur, right? So that's a super important part of this. And for my client who was saying, I don't like my, and my husband doesn't like me exercising in the morning. This was exactly what I was talking about in step one. It's like we were, we were exploring with her, what, is, what support do you need? What do you need to communicate? What do you need to agree on? What needs to occur? Everything in minute detail. What needs to occur so that you can do the work? And as part of that, there were some outward actions. So speaking to family, speaking to her children, giving them context so they can understand why it's important for her. But also inward work. For her, when she first gets up in the morning and all that conditioning comes in, her habit was to press snooze. So she's identified with someone who's not comfortable with discomfort. So for, for us and our work was on having her re-identify with her own discomfort, which we've done. She gets up in the morning, she does her exercise, she goes to work. So that's the work that allows for the work. It's, it's the thing really that we miss, I think. Whenever anyone says to me, hey, Sam, I want to do, I want to create this. Great, I love that. One of the most exciting things to me when someone says, Sam, help me create this thing. It's why we always end up creating it because there's nothing actually in the way because we, we take away all the barriers to it, right? And introduce all of the, don't I say solutions, but all the things that have it be created. 
are they becoming the person that they're required to be? Are you becoming the person that you're required to be? And are you taking the actions that you're required to take in order to have what you want? Are you doing the work that allows for the work? So that's step three. And that brings us to the end of this, of this talk. Thank you for joining me on the Living Your Best Life podcast. I hope this episode has inspired you to take action towards your goals and your dreams. To learn more about how I can support you on your journey, please visit my website at www.samwildcoaching.com and that's wild with an E. To connect with me directly, you can get in touch with me at coachme at samwildcoaching.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And I'll see you in the next one.